Hey there, welcome to the Next Level Nutrition Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Long, business coach for nutritionists. I help nutritionists just like you create and launch their business and sign their first high-paying client. In this podcast, you'll learn practical strategies to start and grow your nutrition business that you can implement right away. You'll also hear from a ton of guests who have started their own thriving nutrition businesses and share what they've learned throughout their journey. Let's get started. Welcome back to the podcast, friends. So excited to have you here for today's episode. It's actually going to be our final episode of 2019. I'm going to take a little break over the holidays and come back with a bunch of new episodes in 2020. Can you believe it that it's 2020 already? It's just blowing my mind. So I wanted to make sure that I made today's episode extra special for you guys and bring you a topic that is really weighing on my heart lately. It's something that I've struggled with for a really long time. I'm talking like since I was a kid, when I really look back, this is something that's been ingrained in my life. And I know that this is something that a lot of you struggle with too. I hear this time and time again from you guys, from my clients, from people that I meet, from students, you know, we're all struggling with this, but yet we're not talking about it that much. And what I'm talking about is imposter syndrome. So, hey, my name is Stephanie and I have imposter syndrome. You know, it shows up in my life in so many ways and I've struggled with it for a really long time, like I said, since I was a kid. And it's time that I start talking about it and it's time that we all start talking about this imposter syndrome and how it's just taking over a lot of our lives and how it really shouldn't have control over our lives anymore. So if you're sitting there wondering what is imposter syndrome, the definition is imposter syndrome is a psychological pattern in which an individual doubts their accomplishments and has a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. So hands up if you've ever felt like, oh my gosh, I've been fooling everyone. The jig is up. They're going to find me out. Oh God, I'm a fraud. I don't deserve any of this success. I hope I can pull this off again. If you're sitting there feeling any of those ways, I just want to tell you that I have felt those ways before many times and I still find myself struggling with this, you know, even with my own clients and with the podcast and, you know, even all of these accomplishments that I've had, I still really struggle with, you know, when am I going to be found out? You know, when is this jig going to be up? So I can totally relate to all of those things that I said and I'm not sure if you can as well. But the funniest thing is that when it came to doing this podcast episode, you know, I was thinking, what can I bring to you guys as that last episode that's going to be super valuable? Wow, I really want to talk about imposter syndrome. So I started doing all this research, watching all these YouTube videos, TED Talks, reading articles. And it was like the funniest thing was like, this is the ultimate imposter syndrome because I don't feel like I know enough to talk about imposter syndrome. And then I just had to stop myself and be like, Stephanie... You need to show up and share what you know because that is enough and that is fine. And that's here what I'm, what I'm here to remind you guys of as well is that, you know, imposter syndrome of that feeling of never knowing enough or never accomplishing enough or always being a fraud or always being less than, you know, that's going to 
going to be there. And if we let that stop us from doing all of these wonderful things in our life and in our business, we're going to miss out on so many things. So again, let's just like have this conversation to really put imposter syndrome in its place and figure out some new ways to actually work around it. So there are five types of imposter syndrome, or I guess five types of people that might experience imposter syndrome. So I wanted to share the five with you. So you might be able to um, really see if you are struggling with imposter syndrome and maybe where you fall on the spectrum. So we have the perfectionist, the expert, the soloist, the natural genius, and the superwoman, superman, or super student. Okay, so let's start off with the perfectionist. So this one might be the most familiar to you. You know, you have a project that's due and you stay up, you know, for all of the hours of the night just to get it done. You hand it in and you still feel like it's not complete or you still feel like it's not the best it can be. Or maybe you're trying to work on your website and you're just playing around with it, trying to tweak it, and it's just not good enough. It's not great yet, right? You're really focusing on how something is getting done, right? So how you're doing the work and how it's turning out. And you're probably really looking into the details of that perfectionism and saying, you know, it's just not good enough yet. So you could have a really good outcome. Like let's say it's a test and you get 99 out of 100 on a test, but you might still feel like a failure because you didn't get that one mark right, right? You got 99 out of 100. So it's like really looking at those minor details of something and really, I guess, putting yourself down for not achieving or being better. So hands up if you've ever felt that way. I know I can definitely get into perfectionism mode and it's something I've really had to turn around in my business so that I don't get stuck there. The next type is the expert. So the expert is the knowledge version of the perfectionist. So here the primary concern is on what and how much you know or you can do. Because you expect to know everything, even a, lot, a minor lack of knowledge denotes failure and shame. So again, this might be you if you're sitting there feeling like you need to go back to school to learn something else about nutrition, or you have to get another certification, or you need to read your textbooks again just to learn more so you can help your clients. You know, even you might be feeling like even if there's a little bit of information you don't know that you can't show up and actually help people because you're not a 100% expert. Again, hands up if that sounds like you. I totally get it. I've been there. I can totally resonate with that. And I'm going to share some stories a little bit later on how these have come up in my life as well. The next one's the soloist. So the soloist cares mostly about who completes the task. So to make it on your achievement list, it has to be done by you and by you alone. Because you need to think and sorry, because you think you need to do and figure out everything on your own, needing help is a sign of failure that evokes shame. So this might be, you know, wanting to just get your business started and do the entire process on your own without asking for help or feeling like maybe there's something in school you didn't know fully or didn't comprehend, but you're too nervous or embarrassed to ask for help or to ask for tutoring or to, you know, um, ask for a mentor to explain it to you. I, I totally know that these people exist. And I've seen this in myself too, where sometimes it's like, okay, I'm just going to put on that martyr hat, get it all done by myself, really just like, 
get the work done because I want to be at the end with my little gold stamp or my little badge that says, you know, I did this all on my own. I think so many of us, especially entrepreneurs, think we need to be the soloist and that if we haven't done it fully ourselves, that we didn't accomplish the task. The next is the natural genius. So the natural genius also cares about how and when accomplishments happen, but also competence is measured in terms of ease and speed. So if you have to struggle to master a task um, or a subject or a skill, and you're not able to do it like very quickly um, or very easily, you might feel like this is failure. So again, you just feel like, why aren't these things coming to me more easily if it's not if it doesn't come to me easy or I need to read a book or I need to like train or really work at something, it's not a real accomplishment. I totally get this one too. I know that again, this might even connect to the perfectionist where it's like, if we aren't good at it right at the beginning, we, we don't see that it takes a little bit of time to master a skill and we think that that's a really big character flaw. And then the last one is the superwoman, superman, or super student. So this is basically um, looking at, you know, how many roles can you actually juggle and excel in? And if you fall short in any of those roles, like um, being a nutritionist or being a parent or maybe the work-life balance or showing up as a good friend or a good spouse, you know, if we can't balance all of this, we usually feel shame that we can't handle it all perfectly and easily. And I think all of us could put up our hands here, you know, this idea of balance and trying to be the best mom, the best partner, the best student, the best nutritionist, like it can feel like a lot. And if we're not doing all of these tasks or all of these things in the most easeful way or in the perfect way, we feel like we're a failure or we feel like we just didn't earn anything because we didn't do it to 100%. So whew, I need to take a little bit of a deep breath there because, you know, I can relate to most of these um, quite a bit and they all show up in lots of different parts of my life. You know, I might feel the perfectionism a little bit more when it comes to even the podcast sometimes, you know, like I said, wanting to research and do a lot of um, reading up on, you know, talking about this topic, you know, I can get into perfectionism mode and not feel ready to talk about something until it's 100% perfect. Or again, that soloist where I feel like, you know, I am an entrepreneur, I'm a solopreneur, I need to do everything myself to feel like I've really, you know, accomplished something like all the downloads on the podcast are because I did it. And I put the blood, sweat and tears in. And sometimes, again, like I said, we wear this badge that, you know, I've done this gold star. And, you know, the only way that I can feel accomplished is if I do it perfectly, if I do it on my own, if I do it fast, if I do it while balancing all of the roles. And it's funny just speaking this out loud. I'm like, holy crap, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. And it sounds crazy, but so many of us do this all of the time, you know, every day every single hour, every single minute, you know, for some of us, we might really deal with imposter syndrome. And maybe some of us only get it a little bit of the time. Um, I don't think one is right or wrong. It's just it's really going to depend on you and your personality. Um, but I know that a lot of these things are showing up in our lives, especially when we are creatives. And we are creatives, you know, being an entrepreneur, being a business owner, you're in constant creation mode. And to be a creator is, you know, 
sometimes we get a little bit self-deprecating because we look at what everybody else is creating and we fall into that comparison trap. And then we think what I'm creating isn't good enough or what I'm doing doesn't measure up to what that other person is doing. So that's when we get back into that. Can I pull this off? I don't deserve the success. I'm fooling everyone. But we measure someone else and say, look at them. They're doing so great. They're doing so well. And we have this warped sense of self. And, you know, again, like I said, it's time that we try not to do any of that measuring anymore. And we just really start to speak about this um, imposter syndrome and kind of start to demystify it because I think when it's not talked about it ends up gaining a lot more power and then when we do talk about it and we put a name to it and we start to realize what is the imposter syndrome or what does that look like for us we can start to break down those walls a little bit more. So I have seen imposter syndrome throughout my life. Like I said, I want to share some stories and just even thinking back and honestly, just speaking from the heart, like I didn't plan any of this to what I wanted to talk about today. Um, but even just thinking, you know, back to being a kid, like a five year old or a seven year old, I can remember like being in the schoolyard and seeing all of these, you know, quote unquote, cool kids and really wanting to fit in and becoming friends with some of them but feeling like ooh you know I maybe I shouldn't get too close because I don't want them to find out who I actually am right and then they become my friend and then all of a sudden they learn who I am and they might not like me or you know I'm a fraud like I'm not a cool kid I can't really be hanging out with them and again it sounds so funny now but that even went into my teenage years where, you know, I was the type of kid that was kind of friends with everybody and bounced around into a lot of different friend, friend groups. And I kind of always felt like, do I really fit in anywhere? You know, are people, you know, do they really think that I'm quote unquote good enough to be here with them? Like I really struggled with a lot of that. And then fast forward into university. So I don't know if you guys all know this, but I went to university for theater. So my background is in theater, um, specifically theater design. So I did do acting in my undergrad, but I ended up specializing more in light, lighting design and set design. So, um, and it's still even hard for me to talk about this, but um, I guess I ended up becoming like a really good designer and I started getting more well-known for my lighting design. And, you know, some of the fourth year students were doing some um, theses on like, or sorry, acting theses. And I was asked in my third year to be the lighting designer for the fourth years. And I just remember being excited, but the excitement was like clouded with all of this like nervousness and embarrassment and shame that I wasn't going to be good enough to pull this off. And they were going to, you know, get me on their team and they're going to find out that like I actually sucked at lighting. And <laughs> I just share this with you guys because I think so many of us, like you might not relate to the theater thing, but so many of us have these same stories where maybe you've worked in a corporate setting or at a job and you were asked to do a special project and it was like exciting but all you could think about was you know what happens if I don't do good enough or what happens if I can't perform well or what happens if they thought I was really smart and then they see my work and then it looks really bad and I think this also translates to our nutrition clients, which we'll get into in a little bit as well. Um, but I know for me, you know, I always had that fear of like being found out or being like seen as a fraud, even though everybody was telling me, you're so creative, you're so good at this, like we love your design. I still had this internal sense of like, 
it's not good enough. And now I don't know if imposter syndrome is like a complete correlation to like low confidence or self-doubt. I know I've struggled with that a lot myself and it's only been in the last few years of really building my business and showing myself that I can reach these new levels that some of that doubt and has gone away and, and the confidence increased but it's something I'm always working with and always um always trying to improve upon in myself. Um, so I, I don't know if imposter syndrome necessarily means that you have to have low confidence in yourself. But I think that a lot of us have this nagging voice that comes up, you know, once in a while, that's, you know, even when things are going well, like maybe you get your first client, and then it's like, this is too good to be true. I don't know if I can pull this off. What happens if I can't help them? That's that imposter syndrome talking. So again, it might not be that you have like low confidence or you have so much self-doubt. It could just be that you're experiencing imposter syndrome and you've really never known what to call it before. So like I said, you know, speaking about it right now is, is taking away some of that power and it's helping you see it in a different light. Now, another way that imposter syndrome really came up for me, you know, okay, if we fast forward after university, starting my nutrition business, there was a lot of imposter syndrome, a lot, a lot of imposter syndrome, because this was me starting my business, never having had a business before, taking a pretty whirlwind one year course in nutrition, come out on the other side and felt like, what do I even know? Can I even help anyone? you know, is the knowledge in my head going to actually translate to other people and, and be understood by other people? Or am I going to have to go back to my books and do a ton of research and really just like show people that I know my stuff? I was always nervous that I was going to be challenged or someone was going to call me out or they were really going to say, hey, you don't know what you're talking about. And then I was going to be, you know, quote unquote, found out as a fraud. So like I said earlier on, I know so many of you guys deal with this. I felt this immensely when I first started out. So I want you to know that you're not alone. And I also want you to know that it likely will go away or it will likely lessen the more you do the thing. So what I mean by this is the more clients you see and you show yourself that you're capable of this and that you do know your stuff and that usually people aren't really looking to point out flaws in you. It's usually what we have in a side of our heads that is the thing that we're competing with. And I actually pulled a quote from Michelle Obama. Um, it was just a YouTube video I had watched, but I thought she had a really good quote. She said, the biggest challenge of imposter syndrome is not what other people say about you. It's you and your head and what you repeat to yourself. So again, the biggest challenge is not what other people say about you. It's you and your head and what you repeat to yourself. So those thoughts that you're replaying over and over and over. And a lot of the times, you know, when it comes to our nutrition sessions, clients aren't really looking to call us out or to share, sh um, show us where we have a flaw or to really point out something that we've done wrong. It's usually us thinking that that's going to happen and then we might not show up with as much confidence or with as much ease or we might really you know not actually be helping them in the best way possible because we're afraid of coming off in the wrong way so again it's like getting out of our own heads getting out of our own way um, that's going to be the key to overcoming all of this so again it might be showing up in your nutrition business where you feel like you don't know enough 
or you have to do a lot more research or you're afraid that some of your clients are going to call you out. Um, you might also be feeling this in the business sense where, you know, I don't know how to use um, stuff like Squarespace or WordPress, or I'm not tech savvy, or, you know, um, I'm not going to put my website out yet because it's just not perfect, or so many things that can come up. My content isn't as good as so-and-so's, um, you know, or, or, you know, you're getting a lot of, I guess, likes or comments on your posts and people are saying they're resonating with it and you still just truly don't feel like you're accomplishing anything. You know, this can be imposter syndrome as well, right? Where you're just feeling like, you, you know, you're getting the accolades, you're getting the feedback, people are really liking what you're doing, but it just doesn't feel like you've actually accomplished something. Or again, um, maybe it's showing up where more of the perfectionism sense where it's like, you're not able to maybe do some of the business things yet, and you just feel like you're a total fraud. And why would you even bother? So again, I've been there, I had to learn all of the tech things. Um, when I first started my business, I didn't know anything about business. Um, and <laughs> here's like the ultimate imposter syndrome uh, nugget for you. So when I first graduated, I spent the first year um, after graduation really building my business, watching all the webinars, reading all the books, you know, doing all the free trainings, really just like absorbing as much business information as I could because I didn't feel like I really knew a lot coming out of school like how to run a practice how to market it how to be successful so I tried to learn a lot at the beginning and now I remember feeling so lost when I graduated and I didn't want anybody else to feel lost when they graduated so I thought it would be a really great idea <laughs> for me to teach the business class at CSNM. So, you know, and it's funny, a lot of ways I might not have a ton of confidence, but I also have a lot of confidence in some ways. So a girlfriend of mine, um, another nutritionist, Danielle, had said to me, well, why don't you teach um, business at the nutrition school? Because I know they're looking for someone. Um, or I think she had just said, why don't you reach out? So I did reach out and uh, they needed someone to teach a business class. And I was just like, I'm so passionate about this. I want to help everybody. Can I teach this? And I kind of naively started teaching this business class, um, which is so funny. I did it in the most like honest way. I just like literally did it from like a way, a place of service. It wasn't anything about ego. It was just service. Like I need to help other people not struggle the way I did. But then when ego started to play a little bit into it, and you know, my second year of teaching, and now people were reaching out and asking to do coffee dates, and then getting support with it. And then it was like, all of a sudden, I was starting to question, like, can I really help people with this? Am I actually good at this? And this was back in 2015. So that's many years ago. That's when I started doing this work. And every year I started just helping more and more students. So I was running my nutrition business, but I was also mentoring a ton of students. And I really struggled with that imposter syndrome. Am I helping people? Is this actually moving them forward? Am I actually good at this? And I still feel those ways sometimes. So like five years, four years later, you know, this is my full time job now is a business coach for nutritionists. And I still wake up some days and wonder, am I helping my clients? Um, am I do people like the podcast? Are people getting anything out of this? Like I still really struggle with this stuff. And I'm being super vulnerable with you guys here because you listen to the podcast and I hope you love it. But there's a lot of days where I still really question, you know, are you guys gonna one day wake up and say, 
Stephanie has no idea what the heck she's talking about. I'm out of here. And that's a real fear for me. And I know you guys feel that way too. And that's why you don't want to put yourself out there on social media or you want to stay behind the computer screen or you don't want to be very vulnerable with your audience or your clients because you're afraid of judgment or you're afraid that they're going to find you out or that you're not going to deserve any of the success you have. And when that success comes, right? Like, I, I mean, I am so grateful to you guys. You're a really great community and you're constantly reinforcing to me that you love the podcast. But sometimes it's even hard for me to accept that, you know, I think they're just being nice. You know, that's just so nice of them to say, but who knows if they're really being truthful. And it's like the mind is such a tricky little thing that even when you get the praise or you get the accolades or you get that person saying hey this has really helped me or you get the client saying hey your recommendations were so helpful sometimes we still go back into that mode of like yeah but it's not good enough or am I actually helping you so now that I've talked so much about my experience I've shared with you guys how imposter syndrome definitely affects me um, it's something I've been working through um, and I know you guys struggle with this too I want to just share quickly um that it's not just us. There's some celebrities. I knew that like talking about how some celebrities also deal with this um, might ring true or might hit home for you guys. And then I'm going to talk about, you know, what we can really do to reframe imposter syndrome. So um, let me just quote a few celebrities that I've talked about imposter syndrome, because I don't know about you, but sometimes it just feels like if they're dealing with it, I think we're all dealing with it. So um, Emma Watson said, it's almost like the better I do, the more my feelings of inadequacy actually increases because I'm just going at any moment, someone's going to find out I'm a total fraud and that I don't deserve any of what any of what I've achieved. Um, so Meryl Streep, like the queen of acting, like she's like a legend. Even Meryl Streep has imposter syndrome. She said, you think why would anyone want to see me in a movie again? And I don't know how to act anyways, so why am I even doing this, right? It's coming up for all of us. We're all just people, really, when it comes down to it. Even Meryl Streep is still struggling with this. And then the last one I want to share, I want to put a little bit of male energy in here so we don't just think this is a female problem. I think for the most part, and in a lot of the research I did, it does show that women more deal with imposter syndrome of internalizing it men are a little bit more externalizing with imposter syndrome um, but women are more the ones that experience it so tom hanks said um, no matter what we've done there always comes a point where you think uh, how did i get here what are they going to when are they going to discover that i am in fact a fraud and take everything away from me so again, these are like well-known people that, you know, in our eyes are very successful, have a lot of money, have a lot of success, and they still wake up feeling like, you know, I'm going to show up at the movie set and what I'm as if they fire me or what I'm as if I don't, I'm not good enough. So I think this is just something so common, unfortunately, that happens to so many of us. Um, and it's really just time that we acknowledge it and we move through it because it's never going to go away. Let's be honest. Like I said to you, I've probably been dealing with this since I was five years old and I'm very conscious of it now. And I can, um, really start to reframe it when I see it coming up but it doesn't mean that it goes away completely just like fear fear usually doesn't go away we just have to kind of move around it so same with imposter syndrome so what are those steps that we can do to actually you know move around imposter syndrome 
there are five things that I want to share with you. So number one is we need to recognize it, right? So if you're spiraling and you wake up in the morning and you kind of get in that bad mood of, I have a client today, I'm not even going to be able to help them. Why bother? I better just cancel the appointment. I mean, I've been there. I've had that thought and feeling sometimes too. And you just start kind of spiraling or maybe you get some feedback from a client and they're saying they really love their, their meal plan and you're like, oh, that was so crappy. I just threw it together. It wasn't that good. They're going to try this other meal and they're going to hate it. Reel yourself back, right? Pull yourself back, ground yourself, relax a little bit, take a deep, deep breath and recognize that this is imposter syndrome. So when those little nagging thoughts come up or those little mind gremlins come up and they start saying, you're not good enough, you can't do this, you're a fraud, recognize it for what it is. I want you to separate it outside of yourself. So you can even picture the imposter syndrome. You could put a name to it. Like you could put like a <laughs> bad name to it, like uh, bitchy Bertha or something <laughs> or something like that, right? You're just going to see it as something else. Um, and you're going to just like see it as it is, and you're not going to self-identify with it. So your imposter syndrome is not you. It's just a thought in your head and you do not have to take that on. So you can really start to see it outside of yourself. You're going to recognize it. You're going to like label it, or you're going to address it. And then we're going to rewrite it. So now that we've recognized it, we know it's there. We're, what we're going to do is we're going to rewrite it and we're going to ask ourselves what is the negative internal script saying so is it constantly saying you're not good enough or you don't know what you're talking about or you're a fake or a fraud if those are the things you might even want to write them down um, again we're seeing them outside of ourselves we're not trying to like go down this spiral of I'm not good enough I'm not good enough we're just seeing it for what it is we're seeing it for it being a thought in our heads and we're going to actually try to rewrite it as a positive voice inside our head. So the positive voice could be saying, and maybe it's not saying, I'm an expert, I'm a pro, because maybe that's truly not the case right now. But maybe you could say, I'm in the process of becoming an expert in my field. Or I'm in the process of learning everything I can about this. Or I'm in the process of loving the you know, insecurity inside me because it's showing me where I can grow right? Whatever it is. I find if you use I'm in the process of, it actually is a little bit more gentle of like a mantra or a rewriting um, exercise and saying I am this. Because sometimes if we say I am this, like I am healed or I am grateful or I am, um, you know, I am not a fraud. Sometimes if it's not fully true in our body, if we can't feel it yet, we might not actually like actually feel that new rewritten statement so if you say I am in the process of you're giving yourself a little bit of grace you're sh showing that you are constantly working on this and you're giving yourself a little bit of space to process this so again we're going to recognize it we're going to rewrite it we're going to still see it as that separate thing from ourselves we're not going to try to self-identify with it and then the third step and this is really an important one we're going to share it with others. 
So this doesn't mean that you have to necessarily go to social media and be like, I have imposter syndrome and like tell everybody or shout it from the rooftops. Like that's not the case here. You can if you want. I mean, I'm likely going to share about it on social media now that I've been sharing about it on the podcast. But if that's not the place you want to share, share it with your friends, share it with your family, share it with other entrepreneurs. You know, the more you talk about these things, the more you're going to realize that a lot of other people feel these ways too and that you're not alone and it's nothing to be shameful about. So if you're feeling imposter syndrome or feeling not enough syndrome or any of these things, tell your friend. And maybe you're not saying, hey, I deal with this. Maybe you're just asking, do you deal with this too? And once you feel more comfortable and they say, yeah, I am dealing with this, then you can have a conversation, right? We have to open it up and start it somewhere. And my favorite example of this is, Years ago, when I was first starting my nutrition business, this was probably like 2015, um, there were a group of people that I got together with for a networking event. We, I got to this place where I was like, I need to build a community. <laughs> I'm like doing this all alone. I need other nutritionists. So a few of us threw a networking event. And it was like a roundtable event where there was maybe 10 or 12 other nutritionists. And we just sat around a table and we just went around and we were like, what is everybody struggling with? And it just felt so good. <laughs> I know this sounds crazy, but it felt so good to hear that other people were also struggling with things and not that, and everybody wasn't just perfect or everything wasn't coming so easily for everyone. And that's not that we, we need to sit around and always like really sit in this, you know, um, sadness or defeat or confusion together for too long you know we can have some positivity come out of this but it's also nice to just have that reality of like okay I'm not alone and we're all experiencing this and that situation of me being with these other people that gave me so much like warmness in my heart and it gave me so much confidence and it actually drove me so much forward to go and to do things in my business that were scary because I knew that I wasn't alone and I knew that it was a normal human feeling. So the more you're going to share it with other people and the more they're going to say, hey, I do feel that way too, the more you're going to feel that, okay, it's not this big scary thing anymore. Everybody experiences it and it's okay. So we want to demystify it is really what we're doing. Um, and then fourth, we want to be kind to ourselves. So where is that like gentle, loving kindness that you give your clients, you know, when they don't do their meal plan correctly, or they don't, you know, um, take their supplements, or they don't do that health habit you wanted, usually you're going to be loving and kind to them. And you're just going to try to, you know, just be there and support them. But a lot of the times we don't even do that for ourselves. So I just want to ask you to give yourself some grace. Just give yourself, you know, a little pat on the back, a little hug. Remind yourself you're doing the absolute best you can do. You are a great person that deserves every ounce of success. And, you know, we really just need to lead with kindness. And another way to look at this too is when it comes to imposter syndrome, like I said earlier, sometimes it comes because of that ego sense of like, you know, what's this going to, what am I going to look like? Or what position is this going to put me in? Or how is this going to make me feel? Um, sometimes we need to even pull it back a little bit and think about how can we show up for others. So uh, again, you need to fill your own cup and you need to like take care of yourself. But sometimes when it comes to 
putting ourselves out there or helping clients or being creative or trying something new in our business, sometimes we have to like pull back and see that it is in service of other people. So you need to just show yourself kindness and be really supportive of yourself so that you can show up for other people who need you, right? Um, I think that's really what we're all here to do. You know, we all have such big hearts. We're all very empathetic. We all just want to support people. But sometimes we get so much in our own way that we can't actually show up and do the thing we really want to do because we are, you know, we're just standing in our own way. It's really the only way I can say it. So be kind to yourself and kind of move out of your own way so that you can show up and help other people. The fifth thing is celebrate every success. So I am talking the littlest eensy weensy teeny tiny little success I want you to celebrate. Honestly, if it's you get a new email from a potential client, jump up and down and celebrate it. If you sign a new client on, jump up and down and celebrate it. If you get asked to write an article or do a guest podcast or, you know, do something like be featured in something, jump up and down and celebrate it. Every little thing, because we're working, we're solarpreneurs, we're entrepreneurs, we're usually on our own. We don't have that team of people to really build us up. So you really have to do that. And you have to remember that every little accomplishment builds up into the bigger picture. And um, the more we celebrate these successes, the more we show ourselves or give ourselves proof or credit that we are capable of this, that we do have a lot to offer, that we are good and we are worthy. So I really want you guys to celebrate everything. And just like, you know, again, just like bring that energy up and just show yourself that like there are some really good moments. There might be some bad moments too or some hard moments, but every hard or bad moment is usually lined with that silver lining of a good moment. So we really need to celebrate that too. So just a review, what I want you guys to do is recognize any kind of imposter feelings when they come up. I want you to rewrite them maybe with um, I'm in the process of statement or just seeing it in a different way, keeping it outside of yourself and not self-identifying with that feeling. Um, sharing it with other people and demystifying it so that you realize you're not alone in this. Being kind to yourself, giving yourself some grace, and also getting out of your own way a little bit so you can show up and serve other people. And then celebrating every single success because you are worth it. So I just wanted to leave you guys off with a little bit of inspiration. I want you to know that you are allowed to sit at the table with other people. You are smart. You are worthy of every inch of success. You are meant to do this. And you don't have to wait until you're perfect to show up and do so. You are so deserving of an extraordinary life. And you are an extraordinary being. You really are. You are doing this because you are meant to be doing this. And imposter syndrome is going to come up. But please don't let it get in your way. You are so much bigger than this. And the more you can actually look at it, see it for what it is, and move around it or move past it, the more you can show up for what you're meant to be doing. Thank you so much for joining me. This has been such a pleasure of an episode. Um, I really love having these kind of real talks with you guys. I would love to know if you love hearing this type of content on the podcast. Um, 
feel free to leave a review. I would love to hear it if you're liking the podcast. Um, you can also take me on social media, Instagram or Facebook, stephanielong.ca. And yeah, I guess I'll catch you guys in 2020. That is so crazy still to say it. End of a decade, but so many incredible, exciting things to come. I'm so excited and so honored to bring you guys out of 2019 and into 2020. And I can't wait to chat with you soon. Okay, love to all of you guys. Talk to you soon. Peace out. Bye. Thanks for listening in. If you like this episode, feel free to leave us a review, share the episode with a friend, or take us on social media. Catch you next time.